Hello, hello, hello. Peace, love, and blessings. Beautiful, wonderful, lovely people. My name is Zalika Akila. Welcome to another episode of Philosophy with Z. So like I mentioned in my intro, I am beginning this podcast with talking about a book called The Greatest Secret by Rhonda Byrne. So I am just beginning at the beginning. Chapter one is called Hidden in Plain Sight. And before I get ahead of myself, I'll talk about Rhonda Byrne. She has a series of books. They are The Secret, The Power, The Magic, Hero, and The Greatest Secret. And she has one called How the Secret Changed My Life. And basically the concepts behind all these books are the power of the human emotions and human thought and how our very thoughts create our reality in every aspect. What we, we have and what we have around us, the, the kind of people we have around us and the kind of circumstances we experience, all of them are a result of sustained, continual thoughts. And it's kind of funny to think about it, but that's literally all that life is. It's just our thoughts manifesting into our reality through our actions and through energy, the laws of attraction. And so I really deeply appreciate her for all the work that she's done to share this information with us. And she she even mentions on the first page of chapter one that despite the fact that this great secret has been written about and alluded to by many great sages, prophets, and religious leaders throughout history, the majority of us still remain ignorant of the greatest, the single greatest discovery we can ever make. Among those who have shared this discovery with us are Buddha, Krishna, Lao Tzu, Jesus Christ, Yoganada, Krishnamu, Krishnamurti, Krishnamurti, and the Dalai Lama. I'm sure you've heard at least one or two of these names in your life. And while all of these religious or spiritual leaders have different stories, they, they were probably more related to their time frame um, or to the specific religion or spiritual practice which they belong to, they all generally speak of the same truth. And, and so this, this wisdom that Rhonda Byrne is sharing with us in these books isn't brand new. She's not the first person and she won't be the last person to talk about these things. But something about the way she does it in these books just makes so much sense to me. It just hits me so perfect. So I just want to share some of the wisdom from this book that I'm learning in hopes that it will encourage someone to read the book for themselves or just begin thinking about starting your own journey of awakening and enlightenment and discovery of yourself, your own inner truth. And so I'm just going to go through the chapter and read a few expert expert excerpts, (laughs) read a few excerpts and just talk about how it resonates with me. 
So I appreciate that she talks about different spiritual and religious practices because like I said, it's all the same truth. It's just told a different way. And I I believe that it's very important to to question everything. So if someone is raised in a certain religion and as you get older, you realize it doesn't exactly resonate with you anymore, it's okay. You're allowed to change your beliefs. That's one of the main reasons I started a podcast is that I decided to stop believing the voice that said you can't do this and instead give the other voice a chance. The one that says, yes, you can. You can do this. Go ahead. Why not? Because really, why not? The worst that could happen is that no one ever listens to this. And the best that could happen is that one person listens to it and are inspired and change their life for the better as a result. Is that too much to ask? I don't think so. I think one one little person's life changing, that would, that would make my day. I'd be cool with that. <laughs> so anyway, moving right along. The greatest secret is hidden in plain sight. It's, it's like right in front of our eyes, but we don't even, we don't notice it. We miss it because we get so easily distracted by our problems, the drama in our lives, the, the politics, the, the gossip, the material items, the job. So many things that seemingly make up my life actually mean nothing. They mean everything. I won't say they mean nothing, but they actually mean nothing to the truth of who I am. We've missed the greatest discovery that we can make that's right here in front of us. And I guess I can finally go ahead and say it. Quite simply, I am happiness. You are happiness at the very root and core of us. Our true nature is simply happiness. That's like our natural state of being. That's who we really are. So if at any time I feel anything but happiness, I'm not living authentically. I'm not living in my true self. And this isn't to say that we should not experience things like sadness or sorrow or struggle, but it's that we don't have to dwell in those experiences. In the book, they, they quote someone named Anthony de Mello. And he says, your life is a mess. And in the, in the book, they're like, you may disagree. I certainly didn't think my life was a mess either. Until Mr. Anthony de Mello defined exactly what he meant by that. He asks, do you ever get upset? Ever get stressed? Ever worry? Ever feel anxious, offended, or hurt? Ever feel sad, down in the dumps, or despondent? Are you ever unhappy or in a bad mood? If you experience any of, the, any of these emotions at any time, then according to Anthony DeMello, your life is a mess. <laughs> but it isn't supposed to be that way. You can live your life in continuous happiness. Like, you're allowed to. 
And and so in this book, they talk about how when we are in a state of anything else, it's because we're believing something about ourselves that isn't true. And I can definitely resonate with that because I was experiencing so many thoughts that were telling me, you can't do this. You're not good enough. No one cares what you have to say. You don't matter. You're just another person in a sea of a 7 billion people. Like, no one wants to hear what you have to say. And it was causing me so much turmoil and anxiety and low self-esteem and low self-confidence, low self-worth, all of these things. And like, when I really take a step back and look at it, why would I want to listen to that voice? Like, why would I really want to listen to that? Because of the way it makes me feel. If a person was saying that stuff to me, I would walk away or I would fight them. Like, I'm not going to sit there and let anybody talk to me like that. But I just sit here and let myself talk to me like that. Like, that's ridiculous. I don't have to. There's no rules in my life that says I have to stand for that kind of behavior, that kind of talk, even if, especially if it's talking inside my own head. And so I quote from the book. The truth is, you're not a person who has no control over what happens to you and your life. You're not a person who has to slave at a job you don't like, only to die at the end of it all. You're not a person who has to struggle from paycheck to paycheck. You're not a person who needs to prove yourself or who needs anybody else's approval. The truth is, you are not really a person at all. You are most certainly having the experience of being a person, but in the bigger picture, it's not who you are. And so I'm just realizing that when I am experiencing sorrow or sadness or anger, discontent, all of those feelings are just a result of self-talk that is not authentic to me, that doesn't resonate with me. And so my very feelings are my signal that this isn't me. It's, it's really as simple as that. And I, I say that, but I, I acknowledge that it's not that simple. I'm a human being. I go through these feelings and these emotions all the time. And if not for that experience, then I wouldn't know how to get out of it. I, I, it would just continue to be a mystery to me. Or I'd be completely ignorant of it. And so here I am now recording this podcast because I realized my feelings of inadequacy are a result of my thoughts of inadequacy. And who knows where those thoughts really came from? It could be a number of things. Different talk for a different day. But I don't have to listen to that. I don't have to believe that. Because it doesn't feel good when I do. And I want to feel good. In, in the book, they say that every action we take, every decision we make, is because we think we will be happier from it. Which is true most people, I don't want to say everybody, I don't know everybody, but we do things because it will 
create a um, a result, an effect, cause and effect. We do things for a reason. We do things to feel good or we do things to avoid feeling bad. But ultimately, in life, we're all seeking just to feel good, to feel happy, to feel satisfied or peaceful or happy. And we definitely cannot get it from material things. Although we are entitled to have whatever we want in this life. We are, we're born rich. We can have whatever we want. We can do whatever we want. So this is not to say that you shouldn't want things or have things. It's just to say that that's not the end all be all. Because those are, those are fleeting. Just like our human bodies, everything that comes into existence will one day disappear from existence. Even if it's just like, it's in my room now and I mysteriously lose it. Like how many times has that happened to you? Where you've had possessions and then years later you remember something and you're like, wow, I haven't seen that in like a decade. I've had a lot of things just disappear. And it's a mystery. I'll probably never know what happened to it. But that's okay. So real happiness is me. It's my my very nature, my being. I'm born into it. Although we are born crying, we it's it's just cuz it's a traumatizing event. But we are truly like the definition of happy. We are the culmination of two people coming together and creating something new out of pure love. And oh, that's just that's just such a beautiful thing. It's just so amazing to be a human being, having the experience of being a human being, because we can feel anything and everything. And I've learned that my feelings are feedback to let me know how I'm doing. If I'm having bad feelings about my life, that doesn't mean my life is bad. That just means the way I'm thinking about it is bad. So this book is really helping me learn to change my perspective. It's helping me to decide what my future will be and the acknowledgement that I'm not at the mercy of anybody or anything. It's, it's all up to me and my thoughts and my energy, whatever I consistently give my energy to. And I am worth it. My future is worth it. And you are worth it. And your future is worth it. Whatever, 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 whatever you want to do, you are free to do that. Your only obstacle is your own imagined opposition. There are no real obstacles. Because I am a human being with unlimited imagination and ability. Freedom is right here, right now. In this moment, I can decide what happens next. Even if it's nothing, if I decide I just wanna sit here and do nothing and go nowhere, that's my decision. And whatever it is, it's okay. And when I realize that my life is mine to decide where it goes it has been the most mm, 
rewarding, enlightening, and slightly terrifying realization that I've had because it is all up to me. I can't blame anybody for anything that happens to me or has happened to me before. It's all a result of me and my thoughts and what I've attracted to myself. And this, this self-realization is available to anyone and everyone. And I actually experienced this realization when I was heavily using drugs on a daily basis. I am in recovery now from addiction. I haven't used any drugs or alcohol in nearly 18 months. And I've never done that before. And I'm so, so proud of myself for the progress that I've made in these 18 months. My entire life has changed beyond imagination. And this is only the beginning. This isn't even my final form. Man, let me tell you. Life is just getting better every day. Even when it's tough, I'm aware that it's tough because I'm growing. I've asked for a challenge in some way or another, and I'm getting that challenge, and it's tough because I'm breaking through some perceived truth that I've believed in up until now, but I, I get to break through it, break it down and get through it and level up myself and experience a new level of me and grow mentally and spiritually and ultimately physically manifesting in my life. And so I think that that is, that's about, that's about it in this chapter. She just talks about how my life is mine and nobody else's. And I am happiness. That is my true nature. And when I realize that, life is effortless because I move and I flow with the knowing and the belief and the happiness that is me. And when I am living happily, authentically, I make decisions based on that thought and that feeling. And although I have moments that I forget, <laughs> I forget the truth, and I start to, to experience those creeping thoughts of inadequacy, I just remember, I don't have to feel this way. Because I feel ways because of thoughts. So like I said, feelings are feedback. So I'm just working on feeling good, doing what feels good, thinking about what feels good and allowing that to continue to move me into the next moment and the next day. And so I will wrap it up there because this is only chapter one and it just gets better. The next chapter is called The Greatest Secret Revealed. And so, yeah, with all that being said, I really didn't even tell you what the secret is. <laughs> so stay tuned tune in to the next podcast because i'm gonna let you know what the greatest secret actually is so happy that you were here with me thank you for listening until next time peace love and blessings